Hi, I'm Ray, and this is The Kitchen. Along my years of cooking and baking, there have been times where I either want to double a recipe or cut the recipe in half. And doubling a recipe is really easy. You just add two of what you were originally going to be adding. Sometimes, however, having a recipe can get a little more complicated. So today we're going to talk about baking measurements, volume measurements, and cutting those in half. Let's head into the kitchen. So today we're actually talking in my kitchen. And this is the fourth place. Fourth place I'm talking to you guys, which you guys are just going to take you guys nationwide, all the places I'm recording. Um, but today I'm in my kitchen and we'll get into ha halves of certain measurements, but first I need to talk to you guys. If you follow me on Instagram, um, Friday night, so this is, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it would have been on my story Friday night into Saturday. And I had gone to Aldi and they had these mint fudge stripe cookies. These. If you like mint and chocolate, if you like Girl Scout cookie thin mints, go to Aldi and get the mint stripe fudge cookies. They're where you find like the off-brand Oreos and whatever. These taste just like Thin Mint cookies. And so I had these in my freezer. Oh no, getting crumbs all over. Anywho, just wanted to share that with you guys. Just gonna wash one down with some tea. All right, this is going to be a relatively short episode. I know if you listen to episode six, where I was talking about baking essentials when it comes to pots, pans, and utensils, that was nearly an hour long. But this one will be a little shorter because I just wanted to get straight to the point with you, which is what I plan to do now. So I have my handy dandy notes. I'm just going to go through some conversions for you and then we'll go into a little example. Now this is for volume only. So it's like how much can you hold in your hand and then like how much is half of that. So if you normally uh, weigh your ingredients, like how many grams of flour do you need, this won't be useful for you, but cups and teaspoons, this is what we're going to be talking about. So of course, they're the ones that are pretty common sense, you might think, but I just wanted to cover them just in case. One cup has two half cups in it. A half cup has two quarter cups in it. And then the same thing with a teaspoon. One teaspoon has two half teaspoons in it. The half teaspoon has two quarter teaspoons in it. So that's pretty basic and that might just be second nature to you. But I just kind of wanted to set, set, the, set a baseline for us. One tablespoon has three teaspoons in it. A quarter cup has four tablespoons in it. So one, two, three, four. Now, 
I thought that was well known, um, but I think it's just because that's something my mom taught me as I grew up, as I was baking and cooking with her. So there are four tablespoons in a quarter cup. And since there are four quarters in one cup, there are 16 tablespoons in a cup. So four tablespoons in a quarter cup times four. So four times four is 16. That's how we get one cup equaling 16 tablespoons. Now, I don't want this to be a math lesson, but it really is. When you're cooking and baking and you need to cut a recipe in half, or I've done it sometimes where I don't want to completely double a recipe because that would give me too much. So I'll do one and a half recipes worth. So you have to be able to do some basic math. This one is a little trickier and I don't use it very often, but it may come in handy for you. The funky third cup, I think third cups are kind of funky. The funky third cup has five tablespoons and one teaspoon. Now some measurements that you'll see a little less often in your normal baking like cookies or something is the use of pints, quarts, and gallons. I mean you might be using those measurements when you're baking cookies but it's not something that I've ever seen. So one pint is two cups meaning a half pint is only one cup. And then a quart, my maple syrup is the only thing in my house that was a quart size, has two pints in it. So remember a pint has two cups. So a quart is the same as two pints, which means there are four cups in it. And then a gallon, I have an empty distilled vinegar, bottle, but if you have uh, gallon jugs of milk, that's, that's your gallon. A gallon has four quarts in it. So if a quart is four cups and there are four quarts in a gallon, the gallon is 16 cups. So if we do a quick rerun through, there are three teaspoons in a tablespoon. There are four tablespoons in a quarter cup. There are five tablespoons plus one teaspoon in a third cup. Then there are four quarter cups in a full cup. There are three one-third cups in a full cup. There are two cups in a pint. There are two pints in a quart. And there are four quarts in a gallon. So once you have these basic conversions of how much of this is in this, um, and I'll put that in the show notes too, like this information isn't intellectual property, it's easily available if you're to Google it. A ton of different websites will list out these conversions. Um, I use Taste of Home and Food Network. I used their websites and found a couple extra tidbits that I didn't remember off of the top of my head or that I didn't know. Um, so I'll find a graphic for you guys and I'll link that down below in the show notes because that would be great maybe to print off and stick on your fridge or just to have 
on the inside of your cupboard. It might come in handy for when you might need to cut a recipe in half. You can find some really neat magnets specifically for the kitchen with all the different measurements on it. So you can have really pretty ones too. You don't just have to print off a piece of paper. All right, so now that we've talked about how much of this is in that, I'm going to take some basic measurements that we might encounter in a recipe and tell you what half of them is. So since there are three teaspoons in one tablespoon, half of a tablespoon is one and a half teaspoons. Since there are four tablespoons in a quarter cup, half of a quarter cup is two tablespoons. Back to our weird third cup. Since a third cup is five tablespoons plus one teaspoon, half of one third cup is two tablespoons plus two teaspoons. That one's the funkiest. I hope you don't have to use that one very often, but in a pinch, it's good to know. Half of three quarters cup is equal to one quarter cup plus two tablespoons. And since a quarter cup plus two tablespoons might seem a little messy, you can always use the conversion that one quarter cup is equal to four tablespoons. So four tablespoons plus the two tablespoons equals a total of six tablespoons. So half of three quarters cup is your six tablespoons. And then if you're asked to use one and a half cups and you want to cut that in half, half of one half cups is three quarter cups. So half of one and a half cups is three quarters cups. And then I thought of a couple extra things and I saw something extra while I was making sure I had a good amount of information for this podcast was I thought of butter and eggs. Now eggs, I found something that was really nifty, so I'm definitely gonna share that with you, but butter. So if you buy the one pound box of four sticks of butter, so the whole box with the, with the four sticks is one pound. And then one pound is four sticks, and the four sticks is a total of two cups, two cups of butter. And then one stick, you'll see on the stick, I don't, I've never purchased butter in stick form that doesn't have the hash lines for tablespoons. So one stick of butter is eight tablespoons. So if we go back to how many tablespoons is in a quarter cup, there are four tablespoons in one quarter cup one quarter cup times two is a half cup. So in one stick of butter, eight tablespoons is a half cup of butter. And most sticks of butter will tell you that on the writing on the package around the stick. So very handy to have. You probably don't, you don't have to have that memorized. The sticks help you along. And then eggs. So it's very rare that I've cut a recipe in half and had a single egg still as part of the ingredients and I think when that's been the case and the original recipe calls for one egg and now I have to cut the recipe in half 
I'll still just add the whole egg. But on Food Network's website, I saw this and I was like, that's, of course that's right. <laughs> um, if you have to cut an egg in half, you can't literally just cut it in half like you can some butter. Um, but what they said was to beat the egg, the whole egg, and then take half of it. And I was like, well, of course you can eyeball it, but can we get a little more precise? So I looked up about what the, what's the volume of a large egg? Because when you're baking, most recipes tell you to use one or not one, they tell you to use large eggs. And so what I found was that the volume of one egg is about three tablespoons. So if you have a recipe that calls for one egg and you're cutting that recipe in half, you will beat your one egg and then use one and a half tablespoons. Now, some of the measuring spoon sets that you can buy will have a spoon that's literally a half tablespoon and my set doesn't have that. So you could of course just eyeball it, but in this case, half of three tablespoons, since there are three teaspoons in one tablespoon, three teaspoons in one tablespoon, half of three tablespoons is going to be one tablespoon plus one and a half teaspoons. So if you need half of an egg, you need one tablespoon plus one and a half teaspoons of your beaten egg. And I never thought of that, so I thought that was very handy. Additionally, if, from what I saw, it sounded like if you need like just yolk or just white, it sounded like the yolk of a large egg is about one tablespoon, and then the white of a large egg, there's usually about two tablespoons worth. Now, if I'm wrong on that, leave me a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment, or you can DM me on one of my social medias that, of course, I will leave linked down below. We're still hanging in there, everyone. So just, just some final thoughts. I'm in America, and most of the recipe books that I have, most of the cookbooks, most of the recipes I find on the internet are all using cups and teaspoons and tablespoons. But I know some recipes, especially if you're baking and using flour, it's more precise to weigh your ingredients. So of course, if that's the route you're taking and you're going to be weighing milk and you're going to be weighing flour and you're going to be weighing baking powder and your spices and salt, whatever, that it'll be a lot easier to cut in half if your recipe is calling for 126 grams of something. You just cut that in half. You might need a calculator, but we all have a calculator on our phone or you probably, maybe some of us still have our graphing calculators or our finance calculators, who knows. But the recipes I, the recipes I come across are rarely in grams. So these volumetric conversions have come in handy for me a lot. And I saw on a couple websites and they didn't look to be collegiate scholarly websites, but they were baking websites and individuals were giving their instructions on how to cut a recipe in half. And two websites said, when you're cutting a recipe in half, when it comes to your spices, to use slightly less than half of what, you, of what half is. 
and neither of them gave an explanation as to why to use slightly less than half and I don't do that. I just do halvesies and I go on with the show and it's worked fine for me. Um, and one of the websites said specifically when it came to like yeast recipes that cutting a recipe in half doesn't always work out well. So I can't attest to that, but if that's what you're going to be making a lot, maybe just look into it if you're going to try and cut like a bread recipe in half. So just some food for thought. I'm not going to recap all of the halves and three tablespoons or three teaspoons in one tablespoon. I'll let you guys re-listen. Like I said, I'll link below a nice little graphic for you guys to print off or to reference for when you're going to be cooking. Um, but like I said, cutting a recipe in half or if you want to do like one and a half recipes, one and a half batches of a recipe, knowing these conversions comes in really handy. And I sometimes do it in my head, but then I often forget like that I'm cutting a recipe in half or that I'm doubling a recipe. So just my final tip for it is that if you're going to be cutting a recipe in half or doubling it or tripling it or doing one and a half batches of a recipe before you start the recipe, just sit down with a piece of paper or do it in the notes on your phone and do your calculations and write down or type out how much you're going to need for the amount of the recipe that you're going to be doing. It just, it saves you headaches in the middle of a recipe or at the end of a recipe or from forgetting to cut something in half or doubling it. So be nice to yourself. <laughs> it's very helpful. So I think that was a shorter episode. Do you guys like longer episodes or shorter episodes? I know this information isn't super in depth and it isn't super riveting, but it's super handy to know. And if you're going to be cooking and baking, it comes in handy. So I wanted to share it with you guys and not make it too fluffy of an episode. So if you guys are liking the kitchen, if you liked this episode, like I said, if you're listening on Podbean or on YouTube, you can leave me a comment down below. But for everyone, it would be very helpful if you would read, really? It would be helpful if you would rate and review the show wherever you listen to it. It lets me know what I'm doing well or what I could be doing better. So share your thoughts, it's all helpful. And I'll leave you all with this. Jesus loves you. He wants a relationship with you. He is the Son of God and He died for all of our sins and He doesn't want any of our souls to be lost. Yours, mine, no one's. So if you don't know anything about Him, I'm going to leave a passage of scripture down below for you guys and a link to the spot in the Bible where I take it from. So go check it out if you feel led to do so. But thank you all for watching and we'll talk next week.